This is the regular pastor podcast, the one podcast to rule all of the other podcasts devoted to regular pastors and regular churches. My name is Landon Coleman. I'm a regular pastor at Emanuel Baptist Church in Odessa, Texas. This is season four on the regular pastor podcast. And here in season four, I'm talking about books and the ideas found in books and how the ideas found in books apply to the everyday ministry of regular pastors. Today I want to talk about a a remarkable book titled Liberating Ministry from the Success Syndrome. It's written by Kent and Barbara Hughes, published by Crossway. book has 198 pages plus some end notes. There is an introduction. The book has four parts. There are 17 chapters split up among those four parts. And then it does have a conclusion at the end. This book was originally published back in 1987. It was more recently republished in 2008. So let me tell you a little bit about the author. Kent Hughes was a senior pastor at College Church in Wheaton, Illinois. He, upon retirement, was recognized as senior pastor emeritus of College Church in Wheaton. Uh, Hughes has an MDiv from Talbot School of Theology, a DMIN from Trinity Evangelical Divinity School, and a DD from Biola. He is the series editor of Crossway's Preaching the Word commentary series. Uh, He also authored several of the volumes in that series. He wrote this book with his wife, Barbara, and together they also have some other projects that are worth checking out. Uh, Those projects include Disciplines of a Godly Family, Disciplines of a Godly Man, Disciplines of a Godly Woman, and uh, all deal with spiritual disciplines in the life of uh, husbands and dads, wives and moms, as well as families. So those books are certainly worthy of your consideration, but today I'm going to talk about uh, Liberating Ministry from the Success Syndrome. This book is all about trying to think through how do we define success in pastoral ministry. That's an important question. Everyone's going to answer it uh, intuitively or intentionally. What is success in pastoral ministry? On page 27, Hughes asks several questions. He says, how do we define success if we're pastoring a small church? How do we define success and then conversely define failure? What is success in pastoral ministry? In the book, Hughes talks about some personal experience. He talks about early in his ministry, he unwittingly, unknowingly, unintentionally accepted a worldly definition of success. And that definition of success was essentially numerical, people and money. And he acknowledges that it almost crushed him as a pastor, and he acknowledges it was an entirely secular definition of success. Rather than viewing success in ministry the way the world views success, Hughes is calling us to define success in pastoral ministry in terms of faithfulness to what God has called you to do and who God has called you to be. And when you define success in these terms, not only does success take on a biblical framework, but it also becomes obtainable regardless of the, the specific outcomes 
in your ministry or the size of your church or the the length of your reach as an author or a blogger or a podcaster. So several important ideas from the book. Part of our faithfulness to the Lord involves serving. Jesus came to be a servant, and pastors are called to serve their people. Too many young men get into pastoral ministry because they want to lead or they want to rule or they want to make decisions. All of those things have a role in pastoral ministry, but the actual call is to serve. You serve your people through preaching. You serve your people through administering. You serve your people through counseling. So, number one, our faithfulness involves serving. Another important idea from the book is that our faithfulness involves loving people. Yes, we've got to love the people that God has put into our church, even if they're not the people that we would have preferred to be in our church. We must love our congregations. But not only do we have to love our people, first and foremost, we have to love God. Too many people, too many men, get into pastoral ministry because they love preaching. They love teaching. They love the position or the title of pastor. They love the prestige uh, if there is any, that comes with pastoral ministry. They, they don't love God first. They love all the ancillary pieces of pastoral ministry. And this is something you see at the end of the Gospel of John when Peter was reinstated. Peter was called to feed God's flock, to shepherd his people, to care for his lambs. But the first thing Jesus wanted to nail down with Peter was whether or not he loved him. It is possible for pastors to go through the motions of ministry without actually loving God. But if you do that, Hughes rightly points out, it will drain your soul and you won't be able to do it for long. So faithfulness in ministry, it involves serving, it involves loving, it also involves holiness. When we talk about holiness, we're not trying to earn our way with God. We're not trying to be good enough for God. We're not trying to say that we don't need grace from God. But we are recognizing the fact that as believers and as pastors, we are called to be holy. We're called to be set apart. Hughes gives a couple of great examples in the the life in the ministry, if you want to call it ministry, of Samson, and in the life in the reign of King David. He says this on page 92, quote, God's will for his people is to be holy, thus No one can be regarded as a success who lives contrary to his will. That is a great, great quote. God's will for his people is to be holy. Thus, no one can be regarded as a success who lives contrary to his will. So I think these are helpful ideas in thinking about success in ministry and what does faithfulness actually look like in pastoral ministry. It means we serve our people. It means we love our people but not as much as we love God, and it means that we are set apart in pursuing holiness. My favorite quote from the book is found on page 108. Hughes says this, quote, It's not whether we minister to 25 or 2,500 that determines success. Rather, it is what we are doing with the role he has given us. Doesn't matter if your church has 25 or 2,500 or 25,000. What are you doing 
with what God has entrusted to you, with the gifts and the talents, with the opportunities, with the church, with the platform, with the people? Are you being faithful with what God has entrusted to you? Ministry takeaway for this book is, uh, I think, obvious. Most pastors will start in ancillary staff roles, or they will start in a, a lead pastor role in a smaller church. Most pastors will serve in these kinds of positions, in these kinds of places, the entirety of their ministry. And unfortunately, the internet has made everyone aware of big churches, all of their programs, all of their activities, all of their production. It's true Big churches are getting bigger and small churches are getting smaller. That's a statistical fact in the United States right now. Despite all of that, the task of pastoral ministry has not changed. The, the responsibility, the role of a pastor is to be faithful with what God has entrusted to him. Criticism and critique of this book, I have none. I appreciate Hughes being honest about the struggles that he went through earlier in his ministry. I think the the things he struggled with are things all pastors struggle with at some point in time. I really appreciate his definition of success, moving away from a worldly definition of success, moving away from a unhinged, biblically unhinged approach to church growth. I think this is stuff, as Hughes lays out this call to faithfulness, I think it's stuff that most pastors probably know on some level. But I think it's stuff that pastors need to be reminded of regularly. It's so easy in a pragmatic world to slip into a worldly definition of success. And it's easy. It's so easy to be discouraged in ministry. And often our discouragement is rooted in unrealistic expectations and unrealistic uh, assumptions about what success in ministry actually looks like. And so I think this call to faithfulness is much, much needed. The Goodreads rating is a 4.27. I think that's ridiculously low. I think this is an amazing book. I gave it five stars on Goodreads. I think pastors should read this book uh, probably more than once in their ministry. It's probably the kind of book that I'll go back to and read after a few years and read again after a few years. I think people who have the responsibility of leading within a church, whether that's in a pastoral role, a staff role, a lay elder role, a board member type role, but I think church leaders ought to read this book as they lead the church, help guide the church to think through what real success looks like for their pastor. I also think church members ought to read the book. I think it's easy for church members to get sidetracked and to be uh, taken by a worldly definition of success and big and budgets and buildings and all the rest. And I think it would be good for church members to read this book and be grounded in what the call of pastoral ministry is really all about. It's not success in the eyes of the world, but it's faithfulness before God. Thanks for listening to the Regular Pastor Podcast. Subscribe wherever you're listening for weekly episodes. We appreciate, I appreciate you giving us a positive rating wherever it is that you listen. You can follow Regular Pastor online at regularpastor.com, and you can find me on Goodreads by searching for Landon Coleman. See what I'm reading. See what I think about what I'm reading. If you've got a book recommendation for me you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, I would love to hear it. Landon at emmanuelodessa.com. Until next week, this is The Regular Pastor out.